0: You're listening to The Stephen Toriello Show, building a platform of liberty for people in search of truth with a dash of hope and a life worth living. The Stephen Toriello Show. And now, here's Stephen. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. As always, thanks for tuning in. So breaking news here. this just came out one minute ago. As I was scrolling through the news, um, here's an article from The Hill: "The main shooting suspect has been found dead from self-inflicted gun wound." So Robert Card, the suspected gunman in Wednesday's mass shooting in Lewiston, Maine, has been found dead from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. The mass shooting, which occurred in two separate locations, a bowling alley and a restaurant, left at least 18 people dead and 13 injured. The incident led local and federal law enforcement on a multi-day statewide chase. Robert Card, 40, was found on Friday evening in the woods near Lisbon, a town about eight miles from Lewiston, the Associated Press reported. He was found in an area near a recycling center from which he had recently been fired with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. The suspect was on the run for two days, prompting local law enforcement to enter the waterways near where he near where he abandoned his vehicle and enforce a temporary shelter in place order for several counties in the area. More than 100 federal and local investigators had been searching for the suspect. Law enforcement officials sent an alert of an active shooter at Chemengi's Bar and Grill and at Spare Time Recreation about four miles away, which was the bowling alley. People in the bowling alley said the shooting began around 7 o'clock p.m. The shooting is the deadliest mass shooting in the United States this year and the deadliest since the shooting in Uvalde, Texas last year. Police confirmed the names of the 18 victims at a press conference Friday evening. So that's it. It's over. This was pretty crazy, and I'd imagine it was pretty hectic for the people up in the northeast region because this guy was on the loose. He was extremely dangerous. He just got done slaughtering 18 people. Um I think he was armed but they didn't know did he have a sidearm did he have another gun Um this was a crazy situation and what's even crazier is we actually talked about this yesterday on an episode I haven't released and I guess I'm just going to go ahead and release it now Um but we dove in pretty deep with this particular situation talking about you know how the left is going to use this as a a You know, just the left is going to do their typical routine where they blame it on the assault rifle and not the mental health crisis that we're having in this country. Um, And we actually talk about what I think is the main problem with these mass shootings and why we're seeing an increase in mass shootings. And I think you can contribute it to several factors, but mainly the mental health crisis. And the the lack of faith and religion in our society, and I've been saying this for years. The more religion is removed from our society, the worse things get. We are lacking in in morality in the in our population. There's less and less people going to church. It's 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 a big deal. But like I said, it could be. You can contribute the mass shootings to several different factors, and none of them are the same. Um, none of them really have anything in common other than the mental health issues. Um, apparently, Robert Card was an Army reservist. He was sent to the mental institution, I think, for a week or two, and he was actually directed by his commanding chief, by his commander, to go to the hospital. So they, the Army reserves, I think he was in the 3rd Battalion, actually directed him, ordered him to go seek a medical evaluation at a mental hospital. Um, I think he stayed there for a week or two. He was going through a divorce. There was a lot of misinformation that came out about this, a um, a lot of different theories that came out. But really, it all boiled down to this guy just snapped. He just snapped. I don't know what it is that these people have or don't have that normal, Average people don't have, you know, there's something in these people's brains that is just that allows them to just flip a switch and 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 take somebody else's life. It's not normal. Normal people will get mad. Normal people can get raged out. Normal people can get extremely angry. But by taking somebody else's life, you're taking it. There's something different. There's something that that those people have that separates them from normal average people. Like there's a switch that gets flipped and they just go they just they go over that step. Like, you know, a lot of us we get so angry, we you know, we can even think about you know, taking somebody's life, but to actually go through with it, that's something entirely different. So, we talked about this on the show I haven't released <clears throat> and like I said, I'm going to release it now. The mental health crisis in this country is is at an all-time high um you I, and, and then you can also contribute it to medications we have the most medicated population that this country has ever seen and i think we are the most medicated country in the world so can you contribute the mass shootings to medications mental health um I don't think taking law-abiding guns, law-abiding gun owners' uh, guns away, or violating law-abiding gun owners' Second Amendment rights is the answer. It's certainly not the answer. And what's unfortunate is that's all Democrats want, and they will not compromise. And so this just keeps happening over and over and over again. So every time there's a shooting that's involved with an AR platform, an AR-style rifle, they always blame the rifle, never the person. And in fact, they, they're so hardcore about gun grabbing that they literally start defending the mass shooter. And they say, oh, he couldn't help it. It was, you know, he had mental problems, so on and so forth. So we talked a lot about this um, on the episode I haven't released. So I will release that episode today. There was a couple things we talked about in that show. The reason why I didn't release it is because I never finished editing it. And then I started working on another story. Um, which I'm I'm actually currently working on now, and we're going to release that this weekend. So we got a whole lot of content to release this weekend. I just wanted to make a quick episode letting everybody know this weekend, since news isn't really – since there's not too much news that comes out over the weekend, I wanted to inform my listeners that the the suspect, the shooting suspect, the mass shooter has been found dead with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. And it's unfortunate that we never take these people into custody because I am a firm believer that instead of shooting these people dead, that they need to be detained so that they can be studied. We need to figure out what is going on in the heads of these people. I think it's insane how we can put a man on the moon, but we can't figure out what makes these people flip and, and take the lives of so many people so needlessly. And most of the time, it's just, it's over nothing, this guy apparently was schizophrenic like he was hearing voices and stuff so again he bought the gun legally. There's so many different issues we need to hit on here and I do just that on the episode I'm going to I'm going to finish and release this weekend. Um like I said the main the major factors in my opinion are the mental health crisis, the massive increase in mental health crisis. Now you might say not only is there a mental health crisis, not only is there a drastic increase in mental health, but the mental hospitals have been closing down all across the country. Uh, not So not only is mental issues on the rise in this country, but the hospitals that used to keep these people at bay are closing down all over the country. So you have more psychos than ever before. You have more people with mental health issues than ever before. With less and less hospitals taking these people in and treating them. And so what do you get? You get exactly what you got now. A bunch of raging psychos that get their hands on guns and kill a bunch of people. And so this is why I say we I I think it's better that we detain these people, study them, and then execute them. When we have found all the information we're going to find, then execute them and then dissect their brain and do a physical autopsy on the brain. You know, they actually found in Albert Einstein's brain a buildup of a certain type of protein that is not found in average people's brains. And they say that's what that's what separated him from normal people. Albert Einstein was not a normal person. This guy was, I mean, the way he's seen the world is was just insane. The way that he looked at everything. You're talking about the guy that created the theory of relativity. So you're talking about a guy that doesn't just... You know, ride a bus and and think about how pretty the clouds are and how, how nice of a day it is. You're talking about a guy that's riding the bus and actually comes up with the theory of relativity was well, space-time as he's watching a clock. Um, I guess it popped up in his head and the way that and how he was thinking and how it came to his head was he was looking at a clock and he started to wonder that if the further away he gets, does the clock actually slow down? And this is the theory of relativity, which unfolded into probably one of the most used mathematical formulas to date. Albert Einstein was coming up with formulas that we still use to today, that we still use today on uh, a lot of things. He was theory of relativity goes all the way from creating space time, um, and how and how gravity can be affected by mass. uh, E, E equals mc square. It was the formula for black holes. It was, it's crazy what he came up with. So like I said, Albert Einstein did not see the world the same as normal people. And, and when they dissected his brain, there was a buildup of this protein that, a lot, that most people didn't have. So they contribute that protein to why he's seen things so much differently. Um, the whole theory of Albert Einstein not being able to tie his shoes was a myth. That was not true. He did actually know how to tie his shoes. But yes, I think it's vital that we detain these people and figure out what the hell is going on in these people's heads, so that we can get. So we, it it's just, it's shocking to me. Like I said, that we can land a man on the moon, but we can't figure out what is going on inside these people's heads. Um, you, but and the problem, but the problem is, is again, they pro, they always kill themselves or they're shot dead by police. Which, look, I'm not, si- I'm not sitting here saying they don't deserve to die. They absolutely do. But at the same time, it's like I think it's more beneficial and advantageous for people to, to – for these, for these lunatics to be alive so that they can be studied. Get all the information you can from them. Study them however long it takes and then take them out back and execute them. It's simple as that. I, and I say you do it in public. I think if you made the death penalty laws more severe – like corporal punishment, I think you would see a lot less of this craziness happening, maybe a little bit. I don't know. That's the thing we just don't know. I mean, what makes these people so much different? Like how can Jeffrey Dahmer seemingly appear to be a a normal person, grew up in a normal family, had a normal childhood, and then grow up and and be a mass serial killer that eats people like and then you have this guy here who, in a fit of rage. That was hearing voices go in and just shoot up a bowling alley in a bar and then just take his own life. Like this is this is exactly what I'm talking about. There's so much to it, Um, so much to the psychology. The brain is so complex with the synapses. What makes these people snap and what are the contributing factors to all of them? One of the main things that all of these situations, all of these mass shooters have in common is mental health issues. Not all of them, most of them. So I think it's extremely important that we get these mental hospitals back in working order and start doing evaluations. Like, start getting these people in hospitals. These people should not be on the streets. I'm sorry, but if a guy sits there and threatens his fellow soldiers at training at his base um, as as an Army reservist, and he threatens the lives of his fellow soldiers gets gets commanded to go to a a hospital to get evaluated that guy should not be walking the streets you know but it's really hard to hold people against their will so you start running into problems like um uh, you know your unalienable rights you can't keep people against their will if they haven't committed a crime this is the problem that these mental hospitals were running into You have the Baker Act. Um, There's a lot of things they can do, but I think the limit is like a week or two weeks against their will. And then if after one or two weeks, if these people want to leave, they can leave. And that's the issue. But they certainly shouldn't be able to leave and then go buy a gun. That to me is a big issue. How you fix it? I don't know. The Democrats would surely say, oh, you need a federal database, but that's not happening. We're not making a list of every person that has a gun in America. That's never, that's never happening. And trust me, they will certainly try after this. These people are constantly trying to come after our guns um, instead of actually doing things that would, that would have real tangible effects on the problem, like you know, security officers in schools, single point entry, fortified schools. These things we could actually do right now, and it would help keep kids safe. But Democrats don't want to do it. They would rather, you know, in, in all honesty, and this is the sick part, I think Democrats don't want to do it because they're afraid it's going to work. And if it works, then that would mean their entire existence when it comes to the Second Amendment would be for nothing. And so it's, you know, you we're running into problems like that. The These are easy fixes that can be done that we do have the money for. But we're not doing it because Democrats don't want to compromise on this issue. They want to violate people's Second Amendment rights, and that's it. It's either you give up your guns or they don't want to compromise on anything. And guess what? The the pro-2A people, the pro-Second Amendment people, people like myself, and, and proud gun owners and proud patriots, they're not having it. You're not going to get their guns. They're not giving up their guns. And one of the biggest reasons is— is because you can't trust the Democrats. If we had a trustworthy government, if we had a government that was actually for the people, that actually cared for the people and cared for this country, then you would have a lot better chance of talking people into a federal buyback program. But to sit here... And And use the justice system as a tool to prosecute your political opponents and coming after Trump supporters and watching the FBI coming after parents and coming after churches and Catholic churches. like that's not winning you any favors. Like you are not building trust with the American people enough to where they would say, "Okay, yeah, we'll give you our guns just as long as you keep us safe." Uh-uh, That's never happening, not today, probably not ever. And that is exactly why taking people's guns away is never going to happen because the government can't be trusted. The Democrats can't be trusted. This is why Republicans and conservatives and and Second Amendment supporters don't even want to come to the table with Democrats because they can't be trusted. Uh, You sit there and you make a deal with Democrats, and the next thing you know – you're not allowed to buy guns anymore. So this is this is a problem we've been having for a long time and I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to this situation. So at the very least what we should be doing is fortifying the schools, keeping our children safe and figuring out what is going on with the mental health crisis in this country. Opening up mental hospitals and somehow creating some type of law to to keep these people in these hospitals until until they are evaluated and safe to get back onto the streets. And they certainly should not be able to buy a gun as soon as they leave the hospital. We don't know when this guy bought the gun yet. We, we haven't gotten any of those details yet. I certainly haven't, and I've been looking. Um, but it's, you know, it's the same old dance every single time this happens. We have a mental health crisis in this country, and we have a moral problem in this country. We have a massive lack of faith and religion in this country and in our society, and we talked about this before. All major empires and civilizations in the past, every single time they, they, they abandoned their core founding principles and values, the civilization collapsed. This has been proven in study after study in almost every single major civilization from the mongols to the chinese dynasty all the way up to the roman empire every single time the core fundamental foundational principles and values that which that empire was founded on is removed from its society the civilization collapses that is exactly why we must we must bring faith and religion back into our schools I think the separation of church and state was probably one of the most damaging things to ever happen to this country. We need to put religion back in schools, even if you make it voluntary, make it voluntary, make it to where the teachers, make it to where the, the uh, students have to sign a waiver, the parents have to sign a waiver. If you, I'm telling you right now, if you were to introduce faith and religion back into our schools, our public schools you will start to see things like this degrade but the more religion is removed from society the worse things get that is point period and blank this is some, this is a pattern that i've been watching for the last 10 years you're and you're and it's going to get worse because believe it or not having faith in a religion does a lot more morally ethically when you have when you have fear of a higher power you know, it, 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 there's so many things that we could talk about this for hours at why faith and religion is so important in a society. Um, but I, I think those two major issues, those two or three things that we can do right now would have a massive impact in these mass shootings and just the mental health issues across the country, period. Um, but again, will these things ever happen? no. They won't because we have a a political system. We have a government that's too busy trying to track down Trump supporters that were at the Capitol on January 6th. And we have politicians that are too busy trying to keep the donors happy that the American people are essentially fending for themselves. I, I was so relieved to see that Mike Johnson is such a, a deeply faithful man um, it, because I think that makes a big difference, folks. It really does and you're going to see exactly what i'm talking about here here in the next few months. Now are we going to be disappointed from some of the things Mike Johnson does? I believe so. The conservatives are not going to get everything they want because we're just not there yet. As as a party, as a country, we're not there yet. But i assure you, Mike Johnson is 50 times better than Kevin McCarthy. Are we going to get everything we want? No. In fact, i think they just signed legislation they just signed a bill funding Ukraine. So again, and I said this from the very beginning, no matter what, this entire speaker battle is over funding to these wars. I said the very first thing they're going to do when we elect a speaker is spend another $100 billion on foreign conflicts. So I already knew no matter who it was. We were going to be spending that money because these people are way too invested in these foreign conflicts. There is way too much money on the line to not be sending these countries money. And personally, I think sending any money to Ukraine is a ginormous mistake. And I honestly don't even think Ukraine needs it. it. We are reaching almost $200 billion in just Ukraine alone. We are essentially holding up an entire country's government, while our country is sinking to a bottomless pit. Our borders are open. We're we're spending billions of dollars securing another country's border, and we can't even secure our own border. I don't know what Mike Johnson has in plan for that, but that needs to be a number one priority: is sealing up this border. And I'm not talking about funding. Funding's not going to do anything but make these people process the immigrants faster. We need this administration to follow the law. That is it. Somehow, some way, Mike Johnson needs to leverage this funding to these foreign conflicts to seal up our southern border. I don't know how they're going to do it. I'll save that for them. But that needs to be number one priority. And so Mike Johnson is not going to give us all we want, but I'm telling you, he's going to get us some wins. And one of the most relieving things to me, one of the most assuring things to me about Mike Johnson and why I am so happy that we have him as a speaker. And I'm going to go in deeper on the next episode about what I think the greater plan is and how the entire speakership battle was one 4D chess move. And it's, it's quite, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I was talking to Carla, my wife about this the other day. I think the entire thing was planned. Um, But I digress. I will talk about that on the next show. But Mike Johnson is going to get us some wins. There's a couple things I feel really good about. A, he's only been in Congress for six years. To me, that is great. To the swamp, that means he's inexperienced and doesn't know what he's doing. But to me, that means he's been uncorrupted. All right. So he hasn't really had a chance to become corrupted. I looked into his finances. He was only making $175,000 a year. He lives in a $500,000 home, and now he's going to be making $227,000 a year, and that's it. The guy's not a multi-multi-millionaire over and over again like 90% of the other Congress people in in our nation's capital. So I feel really good about that. I think we truly have a Speaker of the House that has been uncorrupted by the Washington swamp. That, to me, is by far the most important thing about our Speaker and about Why I think Mike Johnson is a terrific pick, and how I think the whole thing was planned from the beginning. So, again, faith and religion has a big impact, and you're about ready to see it. And, like I said, are we going to get all the wins we want? No, but I think we're in much, much better hands with Mike Johnson than we were with Kevin McCarthy. So, that's all I got right now. We're going to keep it short. I just wanted this to be a quick little update. I wanted to get this out first thing in the morning for you guys. So, yes, the main shooter has been found dead with a self-inflicted gunshot wound found in the woods. He's been gone for two days. They were looking everywhere for this guy. They thought he might have taken a jet ski, so they were on the waterways. They were looking for this guy everywhere. Um, And sure enough, they found him dead in the woods with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. And all I have to say is the country has rid itself of evil today. I think this man was was deeply troubled. I think he was extremely it's you have to be one evil individual to to take the lives of that many people like that for needlessly just take innocent people's lives. And unfortunately these people are at the wrong place at the wrong time. Um very very unlucky people and this is why you just you, you got to treat every day as if it's your last day, man. I guarantee none of these people in this bar, none of these people at the bowling alley thought this was going to happen. No one ever, ever thinks about this ever happening. So it is extremely sad, and I'm glad this guy's dead. But another part of me is, is unsatisfied because he was able to do it himself, and also, we were not able to we were not able to get any information out of this guy for why he did it. We need to start getting information for why these shooters are doing this. Supposedly, they found a note at his home. Um, they surrounded his home last night. He wasn't there, but he left a note. So we'll see what the, what that's all about. I'm sure in the next coming days. And uh, I'm working on tomorrow's show. That's going to be about the Democrats' anti-Semitism problem and how it has created a huge fissure in the Democrat Party. And it's about time that people notice just how racist the Democrat Party is. So we're going to be talking about that tomorrow. So I just want you guys to have a good day. Have a great weekend. And I'll be talking to you guys here in a little bit. So God bless you and God bless America. You guys have a good day. Bye bye.